Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 86 of Breaker Culture Weekly. We are a proud member of the Bench Clear Media Network. I'd argue the premier hobby network full of uh, multiple shows that I think are best in class. If you haven't checked out benchclear.us, go do that. And you can see last week's episodes up there, along with many, many other episodes from each of our, our shows in the channel. Um, House of Jordans had a great episode, number 25, around Jordan cards, and then they talked about The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan special, getting ready to hit the streets, and they talked about kind of the market analysis around that, which is really fascinating. Go check them out. Click that show, the episode page. You'll see the YouTube link. Their YouTube channel is really fun to watch because it adds some visuals to keep you engaged. And then also go check out uh, Kyle's latest episode, 58, from Wax Museum. Uh, I had a conversation with, I believe it was Steve, who's a player collector of Jay Crowder. I always love the conversations with player collectors because it, it's just fascinating to hear how those guys build their collections and, and kind of sustain themselves uh, throughout the ups and downs of the hobby. And it's uh, it's always fun to hear those conversations. And then, of course, Jeff, a pack geek, is always putting out the incredible YouTube content. His uh, episode 105 last week was around 2019 encased football. Kind of a forgotten product, at least in my book. He pulled a great card uh, from the number one pick in the 2019 rookie class. I'll let you watch that video and see for yourself. But uh, some great episodes last week. Excited today to have Tyson Banker back on the show. For those who don't know Tyson Banker, Tyson is our resident football expert. He's becoming one of our trusted baseball experts too. He puts out a lot of great content. And uh, we appreciate Tyson a whole lot. And today we just catch up on some of the football stuff happening. Football's had a little bit of a resurgence um, the last, I'd say, last six weeks where we're seeing some volume increases. We're seeing average price increases. We're seeing player prices have some pretty nice increases. Um, If you haven't checked out the most recent Prism Silver Ladder I put out this past weekend, go check that out on brickaculture.com because we do reference it during this conversation. And it'll help you get a... A little bit more of a perspective of what's happening in the football card market. And then, of course, for those that are on the Patreon channel, we've been putting out some football content, a lot more in-depth data analysis there. But uh, great conversation with Tyson. If you are into football cards or you want to learn more about football cards, this is a is an episode for you uh, because he, he gets the football card market. He gets players, and I, I learn something new every time I have a conversation with Tyson. Um, so enjoy the conversation, check out the latest, uh, the latest pricing ladder for prism silver. And, uh, we also have a new optic prism basketball ladder that hit last week that I think, uh, if you're trying to keep tabs on basketball pricing throughout this crisis, then that's a good ladder to check out, uh, because it, uh, it really kind of summarizes where things are with, uh, the top 15 players. So enjoy this conversation. Have yourself an amazing week. Tyson, what's going on? How much, Ty? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We have a lot to catch up on tonight. 
feel like it's been it been a couple. Actually, it has been a couple months. How long has yeah, it been? Yeah, it has. We, we last we yeah. talked was it pre Super Bowl? Was it post Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, it was pre Super Bowl because I was about six points off my estimate. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you got. I mean, you got your got your win. You I did. Faithful. Yeah, yeah, we did. How are you guys? Uh, how's your family surviving up in Canada with all the COVID stuff? I haven't. Really, it's funny. I don't feel like we've heard much about how Canada's doing during this yeah. crisis. Kind of what's the scoop up there? Yeah, I think you know, and my wife would know more with numbers because she's the one that's reading them all the time, being the medical researcher she is. But yeah, I think I think overall, I think they've kind of seen U.S. fall behind a little bit, and obviously everybody saw China fall behind, and so I think Canada kind of vamped up their like put they kind of put everything full speed ahead in terms of lockdowns i think we're in the same place in terms of no schools uh suggested work from home only go out if you have to uh so all hmm. those things are intact and i think our numbers are in a respectable place but you know we're still like everybody else we still have the spike uh, in the middle of the spike so we're trying to you know flatten the curve like everybody else and see if we can manage it and until the next spike which is the scary part but um, right yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy that is what they're talking about right now right and i feel like the next spike is what everyone's concerned about we're, we're not even yeah, through I this mean, spike yeah this is i think people need to start realizing this is not going to be a quick thing i think a lot of people thought it was going to be like a snow you know two week snow break you know and it's not going to be close to that yeah and so just start getting your mindset of how you're going to handle it mentally and working from there but in terms of us we're doing good we're healthy so far and i mean we have uh we're as good as we can be for a two and four year old trapped in a house for 24 <laughs> seven, <laughs> but, uh, kids are keeping us busy. Uh, my son's already mastering we, so. Oh, that's right. You sent me a video. It's, he's impressive, man. <laughs> oh yeah. He just gets after it and then he just has to try to get better and better. just like any kid, but did you, did yeah. you grow up a gamer? Like was, was gaming a part of your, okay. Yeah. That was my thing to keep me out of trouble. I think sometimes just a lot of, a lot of sports games for me though. Um, stuff like that when I was growing up, but yeah. Nice, nice. What uh, so? What TV show are you absolutely done with at this point? Do you have one? Like, like done with? Like, don't want to see again? Yeah, like, like from, a, from a four and two year old perspective, what which one do you have on oh, constantly? You're like, I'm just so done with this kid show. Uh, my kids, we do a good job rotating some educational to some just watching ones, but. <laughs> I would say if I have to put one on blast, I, uh, PJ Masks really frustrates me because they just yell all the time, and I feel like that is not a good thing for my kids to see because <laughs> they're just like always like I don't know, just yelling. The, the bad guys yell all the time. So. Oh yeah. So maybe PJ Masks could probably be my vote for now. All right, nice. I'll try to find a good PJ Mask poster to send you then. Thank you. I, <laughs> it's all right. I still bought PJ Mask diapers today, so I'm still a team player. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. <laughs> So. That's funny. So, so in Canada, are they? Are you? Are you noticing like the arrows on the ground, the social distancing, the six foot? Yeah. Is that pretty common too? Okay. Yeah, well, I just had my first experience today, actually going to the grocery store, and like I, I was talking before we got on, it's just a really surreal experience now. Just going out, it's not comfortable. Yeah, I went to the grocery store, had you know red arrows around the whole grocery store. You were supposed to pretty much stay in your lane essentially and stay on the arrows and don't go back in the arrows. If you if you pass the lemons, then you need to go around and come back to the lemons. And, right. Uh, you know, some people following it, some people really scared, like walking like distance. I went with a mask, so I think a lot of time people with masks like they assume you have it because masks don't prevent you from giving it; they prevent you from like dispersing. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I think a lot of people is just like. Ca- are cautious around people with masks, even if you're just being preventative. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, it was uncomfortable and it's, we're in a really weird time in our lives right now. And it's, uh, yeah, it was just, it was kind of, it was kind of stressful to go to the grocery store today, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue it's always stressful to go to the grocery store from, from my perspective, but <laughs> I'm yeah. not that well-rounded. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. So you're used yeah. to that, that world, but it's, uh, I was I was taking a picture of the Costco line that I was in the other day and sent it to my dad and I was just like, man, look at like look at what I'm standing in. Yeah. I would say at least 60-70% of people had masks on. And you saw and, these signs, right? And it's like you walk in what we don't have today and what we do have today. Yeah. And I'm like it it just brought me back to the stuff you would see like during the Great Depression and I'm no way paralleling this right now, right? But like Right. It's kind of it's really frightening to see how fast this is accelerated, like across yeah. the world. Yeah, it is. And I, I think that like, to me, honestly, hundred percent, like Costco is the last place I want to go to during this time. <laughs> like, like Costco just seems like, cause it's just, it's everybody, everybody thinks that's where they're gonna get stocked up at. And then that's, yeah. it, and in the beginning time it was madhouse there and yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. But it's it's yeah like I told you too Home Depot went Home Depot David did curbside pickup to get some paint because my wife made a little extra desk for us to have upstairs for when we're doing meetings, and um, we could pick up some paint and they had twelve people like outside the doors because they have a limit time people would be in the store at a time yeah. and every all twelve people are spaced six seven feet apart but then you have unfortunately these young boys who aren't paying attention to the world just friends just standing together <laughs> just right. showed up together standing together like. It's like, guys, are you, <laughs> are you, are you understanding the seriousness of what's going on right now? You're waiting outside to go into a store for a reason, right? But uh, uh, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It, it is, it is, yeah. It's uh, we. I took my son to Target the other day, a couple nights ago, probably seven p.m. Right, which is you relatively close to peak time at Target. Right, it's right after people get off work after dinner. It's usually pretty busy. And I mean, no joke, popular target we went to, maybe 10 people there in the entire store. But that's good. That means your people are listening. Well, that, but it's like, it's also like, wait, wait a second. What's everything that's happened in the stock market is the greatest week in the stock market history, right? In one week. (laughs) And we, we got 10 people in target during peak, peak time. It's like, uh, I think we're missing something here. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're getting a little, little ahead of ourselves with this whole recovery. Like, we have a long way to go. Yeah. Right. But, I think another point to make on it too, though, is that we've just not—I wouldn't say we discovered, but once you're in a point where you're trying to stay home, you realize how easy it is now. You can just go on Target and almost buy anything online and have it point. shipped to you. Like, so many people are just going that route. That, and I feel bad for the UPS drivers and all those guys, but that's kind of the reality we're in right now. Yeah, that's true. No, it does make me want to tip. Like go out and give cash to the UPS, FedEx, USPS yeah. people, you know, because they're For working sure. their tails off and helping us live yeah, our yeah. lives. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go down this COVID nineteen rant. So no, but to talk reality. about you a little bit. You've been doing a lot during this time. About your move, your move's good. Yeah, we're we're settled. We're here. We're uh, it's good. It was a tough, it was a tough month. Yeah. But yeah, we got everything moved in and. We, we, we had bought at absolutely the wrong time. Like literally the day after the mortgage market just went to poop, right? It was just like right. everything shattered. And yep. 
the lending, the, like the lenders were was nervous and, and, you know, so our, our, our loan processes got all screwy at the, like the 11th hour. We ended up selling our house the day before it all went, you know, went down the drain. And then the next day everything happened. We were closing on the house we're buying and we just, they got all, they got cold feet and yeah. uh, we had to go back through the whole process again to another lender. Snag. <laughs> it was snag. Hit a snag. You're yeah, there. We're here. Meant, meant to be. It happened. Good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a great spot. Yeah, man. So we, so we have a lot to catch up on. I think we're going to focus on a little football tonight. You you sure. saw the recent pricing ladder um, that I put out on the Patreon site, and I'm going to throw it out on BreakerCulture.com here on Monday. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess, I mean, from the last time we talked, right, in the Super Bowl, and you have an article that kind of summarizes your um, – your top 10 rookies and and I haven't published that yet, but I'll have it out. And it's kind of from that, the end of that until now, like what's happened in the football card market? Give me your perspective. You've seen some of the data now. So, but what, what do you yeah. think is happening? Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's happened is, is that it, it's peaking. I think, because of COVID a little bit, I think that because football is still technically on track, <laughs> people are still like excited about the draft still, you know, a go. Um, the draft is basically a month away. So that's getting people excited. I think so where I thought things were going to kind of fall till after the draft, there's yeah. like they're trying to pick up, pick up getting ready for the draft is kind of the curve that I'm, I'm mm. looking at. I, I just kind of see Kyler Murray's, you see Cardinals making moves to give him weapons. I mean, getting, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that's a big bump. He's he's got a number one receiver now. That's that's going to be pretty valuable for him. Um, so I think that's kind of where I think a lot of people are just buying him like crazy. Like his volume and his what people are going for now is, has picked up. Um, I think the Tom Brady leaving is pretty shocking, and so I think Jared Stidham's now uh, relevant. I still don't think he's good. I don't think he's the plan in my opinion, but I think that people do, and people are going to take that chance as the next New England quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we're just kind of talking about names, you know, Daniel Jones is still number two on the pricing ladder. Um, I still don't like him. (laughs) I still think, I still think he's got a lot to do. And the thing that concerns me the most about him is the giants did an off the cuff hire that nobody saw coming and he lost a head coach that was offensive minded. And now I'm not sure if it's going to be the same. Uh, he's not have that same cohesion in terms of an offense. So I'm really worried. I'm really worried to see what that looks like. Um, and then Drew Locke's picking up a little bit of steam as he goes here, as he gets ready to come into his first full year of starting. And then Minshew sounds like he's the guy, and so he's starting to pick up a little bit. But you never know; they could still draft somebody. They're pretty high in the draft. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of the rundown. My Josh Jacobs is still dropping; like he keeps dropping, dropping, dropping. It's so crazy. It's still a buy for me. Like. <laughs> yeah. So so let's let's back up a little bit. So right, we're we're referring to us the Prism Silver prices, right? Raw prices right now. Right, and if we if you look at these from essentially the beginning of the year, let's just say January one, right? I mean, Kyler Murray, like you said, is up from about one seventy to to basically two thirty, yeah. right? Which is crazy. That's thirty forty percent somewhere in that range. Right, that's amazing, right? For an off season oh, yeah. rookie. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got Daniel Jones. You nailed it, right? Daniel Jones is basically down from his high in December of 155 to he's, he's selling for about 120, 125. Right. He's, he's been down. flatlined since like kind of the off season stuff. He's been 120 across. 
so like people are i think people are cautious with him now so and yeah then you can see Locke is just kind of built 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 on the momentum from finishing the season yeah um, he, he so Locke has gone from basically 70 in late december to he's trading a little he's trading about one 105 right now right so about 30 percent growth yeah yeah, which is impressive. But yes, Stidham is, I mean, he was at 40 in December, 41 in January, 40 in February. And then he jumped to 50 after Brady left in March. And now he's at 52. But I mean, if, if yeah. you believe in Belichick developing and, and managing a quarterback, then 50 bucks for that guy, I can see why people take the risk. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a, yeah. I, it's just a matter of like, we have some puzzles to fall still. Like, does Belichick want to ride in to try and make a Super Bowl with Stidham, or does he want to go grab Cam Newton, who's unemployed, and right. see what he can do? You know what I mean? Heck like, yeah. There's, you know, if Cam Newton signs a page tomorrow, Stidham's done. Like, <laughs> his stock's out the window. Uh, if they draft some in the first round, if Herbert falls or something, that would give concern. So there's still he he's definitely a, a very volatile, <laughs> uh, absolutely price right now. Absolutely, yeah. No, that, that's a that's a great point on like someone like cam newton right you you could almost take a flyer on cam newton versus taking a flyer on you know stidham and feel comfortable Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah i mean Minshew at 45 is pretty crazy and but you're right jacobs from 47 to 20 based 21 like that's incredible 21 for the top running back in the draft yeah and the hobby's still like the hobby's just they're still ignoring anything but quarterbacks and that's that's just kind of what we have to just face the facts with. I still think Jacobs, though, like I think he'll pick. He'll definitely pick up from twenty-one. I still think that team's in a good position to have some success if the season goes. Yeah, uh, and he'll be a big part of it. But yeah, when you're looking at kind of the bottom, I don't know, say bottom ninety percent, right? So outside of the top ten, is there any names that stick out to you? You're like, ah, man, I would be, I'd be collecting these guys or hoarding these guys because they're just great prices. Um, I still think like I, I think Debo still a very strong thing. Uh, just the concern is the 49ers just spread the ball around so much, like I said in the last podcast. But he's still a very talented player. Um, I think you know Marquise Brown. I've had him on my list a few times. He still can develop in that offense, and he's got the quarterback already. So I still think he's a good guy to look at. I mean, if we're going way way outside, I mean, you could still give like a guy like T.J. Hawkson a look. He's had a quiet first year but I think tight ends usually take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know. Nikhil Harry could come on. He's at five bucks. It says here. <laughs> yeah. If he's, at, if he's at five bucks, he can buy that all day. Cause you just, you know, same thing. Patriots are a hard system just to jump right into as well. So I don't like, I would give him time for sure. So yeah. just like kind of summarizing through those kind of guys that pop out a little bit for me. Um, I think, you know, yeah. yeah, like Bosa's still doing pretty well for a defensive guy. It looks like. Yeah, I was going to comment on him. Right, he's, he's jumped from, or he's dropped from twenty eight to fifteen. But yeah, mm-hmm. fifteen bucks for a defensive player. Like that's that's impressive. It is interesting that he continued to drop after like the Super Bowl run because he was pretty dominant in yeah. the playoff run. And so it's interesting to see that he didn't really get any steam from that. But maybe if they would have won the Super Bowl, he would have had a chance. But yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, just for comparison's sake, right? Like a guy like DK Metcalf. So, I mean, the number one receiver, well, actually, AJ Brown's the number one receiver right now. He's selling for 21 bucks, and then DK Metcalf's a little below 20. But you got a guy like Debo Samuel, who's selling for 13, or Marquise Brown, who's selling for nine, or even a guy like, 
uh, Hardman, Hardman your boy, right? Yeah, eight, Hardman. eight bucks. I mean, the kill, the kill Harry at five ninety is insane to me. Yeah, I didn't All even the, know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a. That's, but it, but it is crazy I mean, too. On the flip, I'll, I'll let you finish your thought real quick on that. Do you want to comment on the receiver? I was going to talk about one more guy, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, like, on the flip side, right? You got guys like Ryan Finley, and you got mm-hmm. guys like Will Greer who were thirty bucks, and now Greer's at seven, and Finley's at four ninety. It's like, no, yeah, Finley, yeah. I was telling people like I was anybody that had a Finley card, I was like, sell it now, sell it. <laughs> uh, like that was right when he started starting. I was like, sell it. Um, I'd say Daryl Henderson's a guy to watch because the Rams dealt Gurley. So he's definitely going to be in a position to, and a really good offense that he could make mm-hmm. some noise. He's only $4 for a silver. So, I mean, there's no, there's no risk there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. So I, right before we jumped on this, I updated all this with the last four days of prism oh, okay. sales. And so, uh, you had Henderson go from, from 254 in February 470 in March and now he's a little below seven bucks in April. Oh, okay. Which so he's like okay. he's he's definitely climbing, but you still think, okay, well he's it's seven dollar silver for a potential starting running back. Mm-hmm. Right, on a team that's gonna make the playoffs. Like that's a Yeah. If you're if you're getting into a guy to collect or you know, um yeah. see appreciate, he's might he might be a good one for sure. Yeah, for sure. But what? So let's let's take a step back then again and look at the the football card hobby as a whole. I mean, how with everything going on right now, how do you feel? I mean, because you've been doing a lot of work on like baseball, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and your and your piecing and your grading cards in the baseball market. You've been doing a good job of learning more about NBA cards. How do you feel about football cards in general? Are you excited, comfortable, nervous? I I I, I kind of think some stealing some of the words you said. I think we're coming into a great time with football with we're having two really strong classes coming in like this year and next year will be strong for quarterbacks. And that obviously fuels the the football hobby. And I think that if like, if they live up to the potential, it's going to, I think it's going to go pretty, pretty big. Cause now we football's, I, I almost wonder if football fans got a little bit tired of the old. And what I mean by that is we had a long time of Brady and breeze and Manning and those guys just continually just being the quarterbacks that everybody knew that's what you wanted. And now we have a youth movement that's really kind of coming through with, you know, you have Mahomes, you know, if Darnold can figure it out, you got, you know, the Baker can figure it out, Lamar Jackson, all these guys that are in their low twenties with two rookie classes coming in, it's going to be a very heavy quarterback league with youth, which I think excites people for sure. No, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, hundred percent agree with you on that, for sure. So, yeah, and I, but I think, I mean, I, I honestly, I can't tell you, because I couldn't tell you why it was so like so low before, and so that's my only explanation to why it could be getting people can be getting excited. But the, I just think you know maybe people are just starting to turn to football a little more. Maybe people are starting to give football a little more attention. I, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to explain. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the reality is right. I mean. There, most collectors aren't focused on just one sport, right? right. They're focused on multiple sports because sports yeah. fans are pretty diverse like that. And you can only spend the dollar so many ways, right? Yeah. So if you're putting it in baseball and basketball, it's really hard to put it back into football. And I think, I think you nailed it. I think it's just, we're in a time right now where baseball's kind of like, wait, what's happening? Like they're not going to play again until June. 
In right. basketball, who knows what's happening, right? But you got yeah. football trades. You got pe- people talking about everything. Brady's in the news, and the draft is yep. happening. It's like, well, that's all we got. Let's start figuring out some better investments. Yep. I, I shouldn't say investments. Some some better buys, right? Let's start building mm-hmm. our our collections. Let's start, you know, buying the guys that we think we'll appreciate. I think that is, it's just real. Yeah. It's just reality, right? It's just reality. Yeah. And I think people got tired of the 19 class because they could tell in my articles, just just Kyler Murray and some summaries of some guys that <laughs> aren't gaining too much. You know, like I think people got a little tired of that. Well, next this class coming in shouldn't be that. Yeah. I and mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have for sure two top quarterbacks, maybe four. There's a lot of, a lot of people are really high on love, and so uh, the Utah State quarterback. So yeah. looking at you're looking at Burrow, you're looking at Tua, you're looking at Herbert, and then Love, and then never know with the other guys. I don't think. I don't think uh, Fromm's going to be that good, but I mean, there's still some other notable quarterbacks as well. When you got the deepest wide receiver class in years, I think deepest specials, like deepest running back receiver groups in years. Wow. Running backs, like when the seventh running back, like that guy could be good. Like Cam Akers out of Florida State's one of the top recruits coming into uh, Florida State. Just obviously a lot of turmoil and different things happened at Florida State, so he couldn't really showcase like he thought he could. He's a really good player, and he's like. A lot of people have ranked like seventh, you know, for running backs. Like, wow. He he could definitely be an RB1. Yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. You mentioned this before, but don't do you put like a mock draft together with friends? Like, are you that into this? <laughs> I, I Yes, I am an, an, a little bit of a nerd for sure. The draft's like one of my favorite events for sports. And I have two good high school buddies every year. We draft up all, all, uh, all the teams. Uh, one of my friends, the Broncos fan, the other friends, a Packers fan, I'm a Cowboys fan. So we lock those in and then we do a draft and then we just, uh, yeah, we, we mock it out on a Google sheet and yeah, that's just, we do it every year. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. How yeah. have you tracked your accuracy? Yeah, we do. We go through and I usually like, I'll put, I'm this is the math part. I'll put a plus or minus. Like if you picked a guy that actually went 20 spots higher, you got plus 20 for that team and just see how you did for each team in terms of value. Um, a lot of times, you know, there's obviously the drafts are so unpredictable. It's right. kind of a mess but to yep. look at, but we go back and look at like three years ago, like, wow, you did really good for Tennessee that year or that kind of stuff. But yeah, we're in round five right now. So we're, we're going a little bit slower this year, but, uh, we're, wow. we're getting it done. That's super yeah. cool. I mean, you don't, you don't hear of that very often. <laughs> like you've <laughs> got to know your stuff. Yeah, You got to know your yeah. stuff. It'd be one thing to do NBA, right? Where you got basically 60 picks. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of picks. Doing- 240 it's dedication <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome I've, I've been to the draft so that's also been a, it was fun a fun time Wait, which draft was that it was 2000 i want to say 2008 i remember the cowboys oh, had wow. two picks that year they took felix jones and janoris jenkins and that was jordy <laughs> that was jordy nelson's uh draft class year so uh and i believe that was jamarcus russell's year so that was oh yeah year. So it was a, or no, it might not have been Russell. Okay. I forget. But yeah, it was, oh no, it was Matt Ryan's year. Excuse me. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Gosh, that seems like an eternity ago. Holy crap. Oh, I know. That's right when I was coming out of college. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about the draft this year kind of being digital? And you, you think, I mean, are you equally as excited about it? I mean, it is, it is what it is at this point, right? There's not much you can do to change it, but. Oh yeah, I'm equally excited, but I actually think it's gonna give people a taste of the only sports we can get right now. Because I mean, nobody like walking up the stage and hold the jersey up. That's not, you know, you're you're more interested in seeing where guys go 
and then everybody's going to be digital. So you see a lot of more family to being happy, which is fun. Hmm. But uh, I think that the, the NFL draft itself is going to be kind of the first real sporting event we'll have in a long time. Yeah, you're right. Cause when is that? Is that that's end of April, right? Yeah, I think it's actually, it might slide to the beginning of May this year. I can look here. Okay. Did they, did they slip but, it? Okay. Yeah. It's usually always last week of April first, uh, first week of May. Got it. Got it. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it is fun to see sports, right? I mean, you got the NFL doing that. They're adjusting. They're not, they're not canceling the draft or you can't cancel the draft. Right. You're just adjusting, but you got, you know, the NBA doing, you know, we're doing a game of horse. Right, remotely, right. like it, you got the the you know, major league baseball is thinking about ways to park teams in either Florida or Arizona and start the seasons. Like they're they're trying to be creative because they yeah. know how important sports are to the morale of people. Yeah. Right. And it is. I was actually well, first off, the drafts twenty third to twenty fifth this year. Oh, okay. Of April, so it's actually a little bit sooner. Okay. Um, I, was, I was talking to my grandpa tonight and we were just, I was talking about that too. It was like, people just need something sports like really brings people together. Like they really need that on TV. If we can find a way that's, you know, safe for the baseball players to do what they're talking about, that could be really fun. At least have something on TV. Like the idea of like playing three games a day that are, you know, throughout the day where something's always on. That would just, I feel like that would do a lot of good for people just yeah. in terms of m- missing the game. So I mean, who cares? Like to me at that point is just have something on that people can watch together. Agreed. Agreed. Nope. I think uh, my whole family's itching for sure. For sure. We can only, we can only watch so many of these same movies over again. We need to see some live sporting events. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Like we're even, we're even getting excited about the NBA 2K stuff. Like we're watching these guys play and comment. And it's like, what are like, we're just, we need, we need that. We need the uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Net, net, Netflix is getting worn out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I saw it's funny. Cause uh, <laughs> Stock market was killing it last week, right? And Netflix was down on Thursday, right? It's like I think people are just realizing you can only do so much Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Sure. What? Uh, so, what other products then are you are you liking? I mean, obviously we, we track Prism. I track a little bit of Contenders, but what other football products uh, did you end up liking? Kind of in 2020, anything stick out to you? Or what? Did you get everything up there in Canada? Yeah, we actually didn't get a bunch. We they were actually pretty limited on retail because I, I don't. I'm pretty confident NFL Prism wasn't up here for retail, so it was it was kind of a little lackluster overall for football up here. Um, but I think Prism was still probably just the the most fun to watch the breaks and the most fun to check out. Obviously, like right now, uh, Flawless has been hitting some cases, and those have been they're they're. They're so high end that they're yeah. they're fun to watch, but I just don't have interest in getting that high end with my my hobby stuff. And right. so, you know, watching people pay you know two hundred forty dollars for a random player spot, it's just like good gore. Yeah, <laughs> like, can't I can't do that. Right. So, um, but yeah, overall, like they're, they're so cool cards. But I said I kind of stuck to his prism this year. Overall, I still like to look. You know, I picked up a couple like Lamar Jackson Origins cards that were just numbered, mm-hmm. not even rookies, just because they're they're nice at a couple of card shops. Those are, I think they're good looking cards. Right. But yeah, that's kind of probably the ones I just point out is probably origins and prism. It's probably the two that I thought were the most interesting this year. Okay. Um, that is interesting. You didn't get prism up there. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I maybe it's not. Uh, did you get it last year? Um, I wasn't really looking last year, so I couldn't say, okay, that's fair. That's well, actually, no, no, we did. I'm sorry. We, there was a couple of spots cause I would still pick some of those up during this last year i got a couple 2018 
uh, like those red, white, and blue packs. I yeah. found a couple, and those I like. Those those are good too. Nice, but yeah, for sure. Nice. Are you, so when you when you walk into a Target, or I guess you haven't been in too many Targets recently, but are you are you kind of keeping your eye on the the pulse of retail? Oh, all the time. Yeah, okay. For what, sure. That's, that's what, kind of my fun thing to do. I have a little note sheet in my phone that I just do kind of retail notes of like what places have just to just provide food for thought. <laughs> so I definitely have. I have hence my the article. Morning. Yeah, hence the article. Here, retail hunter. That's right. So uh, I, just, I just, I just, I just really like buying things under market. Like I know, you know, I have a few WalMarts up here still to have. You know, we're not talking about baseball right now, but have 2019 series two. Uh, so like, I just, I know where they are and I can go get them when I want them and not, they're just not, people aren't flooding them up here. Like they're in the U S it's, you can't find them down. Like my friends that want it, can't get it down in the U S so yeah. just taking advantage of that a little bit, things like that. But, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely when I, I just go, I always, you know, you're right. Just go get the diapers and I circle around and, <laughs> you know, see what's there. If anything catches my eye, then grab it. Oh, there's a 10. I'll grab one. So those are kid like diapers, not adult diapers, just for people yeah, wondering. I, I'm not going to clarify, but don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so. Yeah, I, we and I were talking before, and I mentioned that we just went to Target, my son and I did a couple of days ago, and I we kind of peeked over to the card aisle, and it was like ransacked. There was nothing there, and they, there's nothing to replenish it with, right? Because there's nothing being printed right now. So it's right. like, <laughs> you're going to have to yeah. deal with it, which is why if you go on yeah. eBay and look for anything right now, wax prices are really the only thing that's been absolutely on an uptrend, you know, like from yeah, the, the, overall perspective. The, the NBA prism retail price right now are out of control. It's I, dumb. It's I, dumb. I can't, I can't believe it. I, it, it, I, I, like I said, I love buying things under market and I, just, I like to open them and not really flip them. But then when I see like, okay, I, I think I found up here, I want to say I found like 14 cell packs and maybe four or five, blasters like when i looked it was hard to find still but that's still like five times that is what people are paying for those now it's just like maybe then i have to think about selling those at some point it's just like how are the how are the prison blasters going for a hundred dollars i there's just i can't believe it yeah it, well <laughs> you look at what a zion psa 10 goes for now and you're looking at twenty five hundred dollars it's like oh my gosh yeah. I know. Well, I mean, even his base is his base PSA four or five hundred. Like three. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. It, it, it's fluctuates a lot, and I think uh, we're not going down this tangent. I'm not going to allow us to do this, but yeah, don't buy sports cards at those astronomical prices. Like, don't that, be foolish. I just can't believe that's why I can't believe how people are buying it. But we can we can digress and move move <laughs> forward. <laughs> yes, we will. Real, real quick on the retail. You have an article that's mm-hmm. ready to go. We're going to put it out. Um, give us a couple other products. I mean, 2019 yeah. Series 2, but what other products do you think? If you see them in the store, grab them because there's a lot of value there. All right. So, yeah, I mean, any any prism or optic you find in the store, you you just found the lottery. So we just got to tell people just buy it, enjoy it. Um, we know that I think obviously like right now, the big chase for baseball is 2019 series two, cause you have Tatis, you have Vlad, you have Eloy and you have Alonzo in there. So you have four major rookie cards. The Vlad PSA 10 of his no numbers touching $200. So, I mean, that's, Gosh, dang. uh, it's a good card, to, good card to, to hit. And then Tatis hit a hundred. He's back down to 70 ish, 60 ish on his PSA 10, but he'll come back if the games pick up and he starts showing his multi-tool ability. 
Um, like, you know, I put, you know, 2018 update, you can't find that, but if you get lucky, but I think the one that I'll just keep, I keep putting in my articles. If you see 2018 series one, buy it. It's dirt cheap. It's got Devers. It's got Albies. It's got Robles. It's got Flaherty. It's got Bueller. It has a lot of guys that are just not quite tipping the hobby right now. But if you get a Devers card, it's still Devers is PSA 10 rookie right now is going for like 55, 60 bucks, which is pretty solid. Mm. If you're looking, that's pretty close to what Tatis is. And so I just think that the 2018 series one is super undervalued. So if you, if you find that I've actually just bought a couple hobby boxes for like 60 bucks and I have a couple uh, jumbo box for 90, like, I think they're good buys and the retails of them are really cheap too. They're usually on clearance if you find them at Walmart. So definitely I've been beating that horn or that drum for a while. Mm. So, um, horn drum. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> 2018 series once on my sleeper. Um, yeah, I think like a lot for a while, people kind of ignored 2019 prism retail because they just, it wasn't as good as 18, yeah. but if it's still there, I think it's worth it. Cause I mean, Kyler's base, just his base, um, prism is doing well. It's hmm. selling for like 55, 60 raw. So it's definitely something I'd look at as well. And then I've come around the one that I wasn't super excited about, but I've come around, I've come around to that 1998 update. 2019 update for baseball hmm. just because Keston's kind of going nuts. And so hmm. definitely he's, and they still have Paddock, uh, Biggio, and then a Vlad's in there too with Vlad's has SP and an SSP in there. for rookies. Yep. And so that's still really appealing for people as well. So yeah, I think that's kind of a few I'd throw out. All right. So before I comment on this, let me just say that I am thoroughly impressed with how much your knowledge has increased. You have become yeah. truly an expert. It's pretty, very impressive. Very oh, impressive. Oh, thanks. I, hopefully all my time looking at this stuff paying off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're hoarding some of the right products. Um, so, yeah. So, it's funny because you, you mentioned a lot of the names that you've already had in your reports, right? So, for those that don't know, go check out the three articles that Tyson put out. He put out five different names in three different articles. Baseball players, right? And they're different categories, from prospects to two, three-year guys that you should spend money on because you give a pretty good case of why they're undervalued. But Keston's mm-hmm. the one that sticks out to me, and we talked about this already, but he's, I mean, his PSA 10 is going for $100. Yeah, it I, just skyrocketed. It's more than Tatis. Yeah, it's more, it's more than Tatis, Alonzo, Eloy, all the guys in Series 2, but Series 2 is almost not quite double, but it's like – 50% more like higher in price. Yeah. The series two is right now. And so it's just like, it's kind of weird. I mean, and I think the problem with series two, and I was actually really, I could and we'll get to the rookie report I'm working on, but yeah. the problem with series two is after those four, the bottom falls off. You have, there's really <laughs> no guy that I can say, okay, this guy has a chance. Yeah. Like in, in update, you have like five or six fringe guys. That you could see maybe being something in a year. So uh, that's the thing that, uh, series two really lacks why I'm not interested in paying close to the prices people are asking for those now. Right. Yeah. I, I'm hundred percent with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I don't want to steal too much thunder cause you are putting together a pretty sweet rookie report. I can't wait to dig into that. Um, Steve, all right. Talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, real quick. I mean, you, you're, so you're taking some of this stuff now and you're putting together this massive rookie report for essentially every year, right? Which looking back from, 20 to 2011 yeah like I the guys about that you like. 10 year scope yeah yeah i think and it's super it's intuitive and i can't wait to get it out to folks but it's uh 
you're looking at the top rookies and kind of their value and you're just going to track them. You're going to give your perspective on kind of which ones are worth buying and at least paying attention to. And I think it's good because right. right, we have so many new collectors coming into the hobby. There's a lot of basketball information, I feel like. And yeah. it's hard to decipher kind of what the heck's happening in baseball because if, if for the newbies in baseball, there's a lot of products from Bowman's to the Topps Chromes, the Topps updates and the Series 1-2 and... It's right. confusing, so I think this really and, helps simplify things. And I've like, I feel like I've been stuck up with like some friends who are like, "Hey, man, what do you think of Inception?" I'm like, I'm not looking at Inception. I don't have time. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, exactly. I, I just don't have time for these side steps. Like, I just there's yeah. it's too much for me to try to you know to look at. Um, but so yeah, like Gypsy Queen and all those guys, I they, they they look good. They have some nice little designs, but I'm just kind of I usually just avoid those because I'm pretty focused on the the flagship rookies and then the first Bowman's and then I kind of trickle yep. off from there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, definitely with the rookie thing, that's kind of my idea is just, I, I think the biggest thing is that I've always struggled with if I go into a store retail hunting and I say, Oh, it's 2017 series one. Is this worth picking up on clearance? Who's in this? I don't know. You know I mean? Cause I'm yep. like trying to decipher a checklist real quick and that's just a pain. So I'm hoping that the little spreadsheet I have, you know, chart I have together, people even at the top there will be, easy reference to be like, Oh yeah, this is good. I want to go for Lindor. I'm going to grab this, you know, or hmm. whatever. So just, that's kind of was my thought with that. And then obviously I think the main point with the, my idea with the rookie article is that they need to play so we can kind of have some, as they're, as they're playing well, you'll, you'll kind of, okay, this guy's moving up or this guy's trending down. Um, I think that's when the value with it will be real fun. Yeah. No, I think it's genius. I can't wait for people to see it. It's uh, it'll be out. In a couple of weeks, let's just say that we got to pull a lot of data for some of these guys, so it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be pretty intense. I can't wait for. We'll have to have you back on to talk through it because there's there's a lot of names on there. We're <laughs> <laughs> and I and I probably miss some too, like some some guys that are gonna pop up. Who knows? So it's yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. Well, it's fun too, right? Because these are guys that are these are rookie cards, right? And it's so easy to get distracted with in baseball with it, prospects. It, Right. right. And, and like the reality is rookies are the guys they're playing right now and right. They, they do better than you think in, in the car world. Yeah. yeah I think that I, I, I don't know the, the numbers as long as you do maybe, but it just seems like the rookie cards are more um, consistent in terms of their value and where they're going. Cause people are watching them play now, you know, the prospects is all projection. Yep. And so that's, that's always a concern. We don't, you know, you look at guys like Byron Buxton are fizzling out. You look at, you know, there's stuff, you know, we don't know about a couple guys that keep getting stalled up in the minors. You don't know why. So yeah, I think the prospects is fun because it's early and I think that's a very coveted card, but it's definitely has more room for error and room for change. Yeah. The, the way I think of it is for those that invest in stocks, right? It's like, yeah, I look at prospects as the, you know, the small market penny stocks, if you will, where you, yeah, you, you might hit a couple lightning in a bottle type things. And then you got the rookies who are the mid market, right? And then you got the guys who actually succeed as rookies who are the blue chips, yeah. right? The guys that you can bank on, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I feel like we get too even in stock market investing right you get too concerned on like how do you make money super quick and buy things super cheap like most of the time those things fail like yeah it's a terrible investment and that's my biggest like regret when i've stepped away from the hobby for a while you know with life and stuff and coming back is i really wish that i had memory 
or was involved when I was seeing guys fizzle. So I had a better understanding. So I'm just yeah. seeing things from the perspective right now that, you know, Wander Franco's the best and Julio Rodriguez is just insanely good. And like all this stuff to I like, how, how do they fizzle out or how do they come through on that investment? Like, yeah, where does, where does Wander go from here? Cause he's just insane right now. Like, you know, like it's just so, and it's just a really interesting thing to watch. <clears throat> Yeah, it really is. And it's we're kind of entering unprecedented times, right? Because you never before have we seen prospect cards for a guy like Wander Franker. I mean, it's a six hundred six hundred dollars for his base auto. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we we haven't seen this before. So what does that mean for his rookie card when it comes out? Is it a thousand dollars? Like, no, it's not. Right, you exactly. Know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's tough. It's fun. It's tough. And then yeah. obviously we got a massive pullback in the market and we're gonna continue to have a massive pullback. Mm-hmm. So Yep. So just get your cards ready. <laughs> get your cards ready. Absolutely. 2011 tops update boxes are $3,900. Oh, yeah. The last sale I saw. And I, I think the thing was really interesting to me is like, I'm glad I went through into those wax prices because it, I don't know if you can agree or disagree with this, but it, it almost makes me more nervous about the people who store wax. Cause there's a lot of misses. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a lot, like I'd say if you look at that list, right, there is probably 80% were 50 bucks. Like of the list I made, like, yeah, I'd say over half were mm-hmm. $50, bo- $50 boxes. And you know, they paid more for that. Yep. And, you know, so you have, and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven boxes over a hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's out of, that's out of 30 series. <laughs> That's that's right. Yeah, from 2011 to 2020, right? Update series one, series two. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a great point. It really is, right? And I think, I think you could make the case that it's it's probably it's less lucrative to sit on wax in baseball versus any other sport. Right. Like in, ba- in basketball, it's a it's a guaranteed winner in most cases to sit on the right products in in basketball. This is it is is. Right. I mean, that, that, that's where I got get nervous about, you know, when I told you I found all those retail, like those have been good to sit on, you know, but I have a red, white and blue Zion. So maybe I'll be okay. But, you know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. but I think with baseball, like I, I, uh, just for example, I found a place up here that was selling update retail boxes for like 60 bucks Canadian. I was like, that's an easy buy. Cause you're probably going to get a hero base rookie. And it's in a box. It's probably going to be in good shape. It was. I got one. That's the hundred dollar card. So it's like, well, <laughs> that's an easy just grade, and you're already there. Yeah. With one with one card, you know, that's not accounting for. You know, I still got the Vlad. I still got a Biggio. Like it's yeah. So yeah, those that's... boxes seem like they, they they make sense to open in baseball. It seems like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that is the strategy for sure. You got to open in baseball. You got to grade those cards. You can build your collection, which is you know, objective number one from my book. And then you can, you can also build a profitable collection because you can sell cards that do really well. So it's a good thing. Um, yeah, man. So so nice work, nice work on all this stuff. I can't wait to see the end result for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, look at that. I said 45 minutes and we're at 43. We nailed this thing. Yeah, Perfect. We absolutely nailed this thing. Um, anything else you want to say, man? Are you, you excited about, uh, anything this summer what do you want to leave us with oh man i think excited is such a tough word to deliver on right now that's just the situation i just i just think you know i'm just i would just say that i'm just 
happy that I have a, ha- have a healthy, happy family that's, you know, in our house, even though some days are tough when you have a tuner pro trying to give them all together. But I think just, I would just urge people to enjoy your family while you have around you and, you know, try to make the best of the situation. And if you're trying to do online schooling or if you're trying to work from home, just realize you're not going to be your best and just move on from that. I think that's been the hardest thing for me as a teacher. It's I have you know, a really personal connection with the kids is really important to me. And uh, though we still have, you know, uh, Google Hangouts and we've been doing some things that make things as close as we can, it's, it's still tough. And I think just making the best situation as a community and just going from there is just uh, realizing it's hard for everybody, I guess. That's probably the message I could say. <laughs> hmm. I like it. All right. So so favorite favorite moment so far with your family during favorite COVID-19. Moments. Yep. I Just because it was today, my son wanted to play baseball. It snowed four inches last night. And oh, so my gosh. We, <laughs> so we were playing baseball out there and – my daughter was about three feet from me holding the bat. My son was about 12 feet from me holding the bat. And I was just taking turns throwing it to him. And my right, my, uh, my daughter hasn't figured out if she wants to be left or right yet. My son was just ripping line drives in the snow. I was just like, man, you're just, you're, you're, you're amazing kid. I don't know what to tell you. So he's just, just hitting them, grabbing the ball, bringing it to me, like just over and over, just how much my kids like sports and being outside. I'm really, really grateful. They had the interest that I had for sure. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, four inches of snow that needs to stop. Yeah, Need to get yeah, out of that. We, we saw the grass yesterday and I was like, all right, I can't wait till I can mow the, mow the yard. And then it snowed four inches. It's like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go get my coffee. <laughs> so I'm going back to sleep, man. I'm, I'm going to yeah. wake up and it's over. Um, Google Hangouts, Skype or Zoom. Which one do you prefer? Well, we've had quite the blow up with Zoom with their security thing with school. So that one's out. So Ooh. probably Google Meeting is probably the one that seems to be the best because I need the screen share, at least for me, to write things out for people in terms of teaching and stuff. So Google Meeting is the one that I kind of like. Okay. Isn't it crazy though? Zoom is completely being shattered by security right now. They went from like yeah. nothing, not nothing, but like relatively unknown to all of a sudden everybody knows Zoom to, wait, what? They're not secure? <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Well, it's because my wife used Zoom for her meetings, and they never had a problem. But you know, just as soon as schools kick in, you get you know Zoom bombs and all these things. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so no kidding. Yeah. Which local joint, food, um, I don't know, store. Which local joint can you not wait to open up again? Oh man, like I said, this is hard for us. We're pretty, we're kind of homebodies, but I, I would just say like my wife and I is kind of date night places, the Italian farmhouse. It's about a 35 minute drive for us, but we like it. So having like just more proper date nights, we did one, you know, mock date night in in the house last night, but ordered some, some pub food to get delivered. But I think getting kind of more of that, just even just a couple of our restaurants open, like the Italian farmhouse or Mercado, a couple of Italian places mm. we like, I think would be something we'd look forward to again for sure. Nice. Italian food does sound good right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Last question for you. Which okay. card do you sell? Do you advise people to sell right now because you don't believe in the long-term value? Wow. That's such a big question. I know. Um, gosh. <laughs> First one that comes to mind. Don't overthink this, Tyson. Well, it's like I was a big seller on Zion just because I, I just – he's so high and he's performed to what people wanted to see as the next great one. 
and my thing is, is that I look at a guy like LeBron and he is coming out of the hobby. Like he's coming down in his career as one of the best basketball players, if not the best of all time. So everything of his is just great. And he had a really long, very consistent career. And I don't know if Zion can do that because he's just, I don't feel like he's built like LeBron. I just don't know if he's going to be able to last in that same realm. And do I have any basis for that? No, that's just a personal opinion. Um, so I guess I would probably say if you have any like top in Zion's, I, I probably would look at selling them because they're just crazy right now. I can't believe you'd say that. That no. is offensive in this hobby right now. I know. <laughs> and I, I, I just, you said big guy. So he's just like the biggest. Um, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy, right? You look at the, the, the pricing ladders we put out. And you look at overall 2012 Prism Silvers to Silvers 2019-20. Mm-hmm. And granted, you're not comparing a Giannis Silver. You're, you're comparing a Giannis Base because he didn't yeah. have many Silvers. Um, but you can't tell me right now that it's a better investment to spend money on Zion versus Giannis. Or, or I mean, a couple of those guys in there, right? Or even going back and buying Harden or LeBron James. Or even, even Steph Curry. Even if, yeah, even if you're simple, you just there's no way Zion's prices are going to stay this high for no the way. next couple months. No so way. So like even if I'm telling yep. you to sell right now, I'm not even wrong because you'll probably make 400 bucks if you buy it in three months. Yep. You know, like if you have a nice Zion silver gym. So I just worry like Zion's been super impressive. Don't get me wrong. I just again, it's a it's a longevity thing for me. I'm just really interested to see if he can maintain. I like it. All right, you went bold. You went big. All right. That's what All you right. do, Tyson don't, Baker. Don't, you... don't don't share my Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to rip you apart on social media. <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. Thanks for making some time for us this weekend. Hey, for sure. Always fun, Ty. Thanks. Now right, you got to have a good night. Hey, Breaker Culture listeners. This is Christina from the House of Jordans podcast. Thanks for listening to one of the amazing shows featured on BenchClear Media. There's more greatness to be found at benchclear.us. So head on over to the site to check us all out.